We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Welcome to season two of the Walking With podcast, where we are going to be chatting with all of our team members at Restoration Counseling. We're kicking off this month in a series on faith because that's really the heart of who we are here, working at the intersection of theology and psychology. Today, we're joined by one of our spiritual counselors, Lisa Russell, to talk about the stages of faith, an ancient explanation of the journey we all take. You can learn more about Lisa over at restorationcounselingnoco.com slash lisa-russell. And of course, anything else you need to know about us on the same site, or visit our digital laboratories at restorylabs.com, the space to come alive via courses, memberships, webinars, and more. Here's our conversation with Lisa. Lisa, so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast, and just cannot wait to hear what you have to share with us today, but let's start with a little bit about yourself and really what leads you to do the kind of work that you're doing here with us at Restoration. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me. I love my job. I can't say that enough. Um, I miss it actually even when I'm on vacation because I get to sit down with people and I love people and I love watching the journey that they're on and the transformation that happens in the counseling room, how the Holy Spirit surfaces what he surfaces and stirs what he stirs, um, both in session and out, and just watching that restoration happen. Yeah, well, it's so great to have you as a part of our team as one of our spiritual counselors. And so we want to dive into a question here with regard to something that you've really brought to to me, to our team, as far as uh, what's called the faith journey. And that is something that, as we talked through, it was so helpful for me to hear from you. And I just thought it'd be a great thing for us to to have you share with uh, our listeners on the podcast. So can you tell us, Lisa, what is the faith journey and how do you use that as you are walking with the clients that you're working with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, it's called a couple different things. Faith journey, it's also called the stages of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really comes from Teresa of Avia, her um, story of the the interior castle, if you're familiar with that. Um, That's kind of the basis for most of it. Um, So the critical journey, the stages of faith are broken up into six different stages. And I think it's so important um, to talk about because I think for for one, as believers, um, to understand that this we are in an evolving faith. That should always be evolving. And if it's not, we live in this really stagnant 
mm. um, complacent um, faith that actually leads to like some spiritual gluttony and even like the lethargy, <laughs> the, the lethargic feeling. And so when we can recognize it, um, there's different stages of our faith to grow us into a deeper intimacy with God. It just manifests a different perspective of our relationship with him. Lisa, I'm not familiar with the interior castle. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? That's yeah. Right. yeah. Can you yeah. describe that? And then can you walk us through what those six stages of faith look like and when in our lives we might anticipate those to pop up? Um, mm-hmm. If there's any correlation to our age or to just the reality and circumstances of, of our lives, if we could be looking out for different markers throughout those stages. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Ter- St. Teresa of Avia um, wrote out the interior castle, and it really is just different rooms for these different stages. Um, what I'm really familiar with is a book called The Critical Journey. It's by Janet Hagberg and Robert Gulick, and um, they break down these six stages in a little bit more of a contemporary version. Another great resource to look at is Mansions of the Heart. It's a great book, too, if you're interested in further reading or research. So um, basically the six stages um, define um, kind of how, first of all, stage one is recognizing God. It's usually coming and believing at some point that, um, that there's a God who exists. And it usually comes out of some sort of like awe or desperation. Mm is when we come to believe in God. Um, After that first stage, um, well, let me give you a little characteristics for each one just to kind of unpack it a little bit. Um, So the characteristics of stage one is um, a sense of awe and need for a savior and a greater meaning in life. Um, It's usually like there's a sense of innocence and openness that occurs at this part. Um, And then stage two is the life of discipleship. So this is when we get discipled in our Mm -hmm. faith journey. Um, This is when we're learning about God. So meaning comes from belonging. Answers are found in a leader, a cause, or a belief system. Um, There's a sense of rightness and security in our faith at this stage. Stage three is um, the productive life. So this is when we get to, this is what we're doing for God. We are about doing things for him. So there's a uniqueness in community, a sense of belonging to a church and being part of the body. There's a greater responsibility in some er areas of our lives in regards to like work and family and church. Um, And I would say at stage three, this is where the big C church is actually stuck at. We're really good at coming to the Lord in stage one and awe or desperation. Um, We're pretty good at discipleship. um, But then the big C church is really stuck and we do things for God. um, And, and I'll kind of come back to that a little later. Um, Stage Four usually involves what they call the wall. And the wall is something that we hit when um, things are just not working anymore. There's got to be more than this. You know, even in my faith journey, I, I got to a point about 10 years ago that I'm like, it has to be more than this just 
going to church on Sunday mornings and filling my time with believers and small groups and Bible studies. And I was feeling that spiritual gluttony, that lethargic, tired, stagnant. I have all this stuff I'm consuming, but I'm not doing anything with it. Um, and so the wall usually involves some discomfort, some surrender. It's usually going back at stage two and reevaluating re what you've learned or were taught at that age or stage. Um, and then you move into stage four and the wall really helps you move into stage four, which is the inward journey. This is where, stage five. nope, um, stage four, actually. Oh. The wall's usually in between stage three and four, oh, oh, oh. or it can be accompanied in okay. stage four. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, this is just, the stage four is like, we need to figure out a new way to do this relationship with God and others. Like mm. this wasn't working anymore. So we go inward and start um, reevaluating our faith and um, we get released from the box at that point and um, search for more direction instead of answers, hmm. which is usually where we're at in stage two and three. Hmm. Um, if we can move past stage four, then we move into stage five, which is the journey outward. So this is like what I call like our core glory that is knitted within us that we reflect the image of God. It comes out really organically. There's an overflow that happens because of that inward journey in, then we can go out in more of an organic way. And so this is to learn, it's learning to live out of a totally different place than we were before. So in stage five, we're surrendered to God. There's a renewed sense of God's acceptance and our calling, our vocation, our ministry, that it's not just doing for to earn God's love or to even pay him back but it's out of overflow from what he's already done in hmm. us. And then stage six is a little altruistic. This is like Mother Teresa, Henry Nowen, I think of, um, that get to this point of that their whole life is all about God. It's 100% devoted to him. This is living in obedience to God. It's wisdom gained from life's struggles, um, compassionate living for others, detachment from things and stress. Um, and with all the stages, we can get caged um, in those stages. Um, but stage six, there's no more caging. So yeah, so those are, that's a pretty good sum of a little nutshell, really. I mean, it's a very complex thing and also very simplistic too. It just kind of puts uh, words and language to our faith journey. Well, I feel like it captured ours mm -hmm. entirely, like as if you were telling the story of our lives. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, in each description, I can picture where I was in that stage, what was happening, and it played out exactly how you just described. And I can even see our kids now and what stage they're in. Um, so I, that is fascinating. And now both of you are at stage six. 
totally, <laughs> totally <laughs> stage six. <laughs> yep. In fact, bye. You can find us in the future in a little monk cave in the middle of Turkey. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll be waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think? Um, you know, so many of our listeners are have been in full time ministry or. Um, have definitely been walking with the Lord for a long time and have done a lot for him, like you described in stage three. Um, where do you think a lot of kind of the faithful and sometimes professional Christians get, get stuck? You said the big C church gets stuck in stage three. Where do you think a lot of individuals are stuck? And what, what do you often see in your counseling room in terms of, of individuals wrestling in one of these stages? Mm. Oh man, I could go on and on about this really. Um, I think it really um, sums up maybe where we fall into becoming a little zealous in our own way um, and um, that's especially where we get caged at stage three, you know, this is the way, this is the DNA of the church this is how we've always done it. Um, and so it's like this box that we have to fit in, um, which is comfortable. Uh, we know the box it's, um, in our comfort zone. We know the structure and people want to avoid the pain of going into stage four and possibly hitting that wall. That's too hard. Um, so I, I see not only individuals, but I see ministries really avoiding the questions, the wrestle um, that, that people naturally have as they're moving through these stages. And so often that home stage becomes three because, oh, that's comfortable. I can stay there. There's structure. I can kind of avoid the pain and the questions and even that inward journey, which is actually feels really dangerous for a lot of people. I appreciated how you talked about the wall and sorry for my confusion there because it, it, for me, it felt like a stage. The wall felt like a stage of like hitting the wall and it, it was an extended wall for me, <laughs> if you will. And yeah. I like how you talked about it because in, in a moment I thought it was like you come to some faith crisis or there is some uh, like trauma experience, some actual crisis that you're having in the world and life, you know, uh, some loss or grief or trauma that you're facing. And that might be connected to that because those traumas actually bring us into deeper questions of God. Like how can evil exist in the world? How is it that you are a good God and I'm experiencing not good things? Um, and that, that for me is, you know, part of the wall in, in my journey with that. So I love how you talked about it being not necessarily like a crisis moment, but that there is some level of crisis to it. At least that's, that's my experience of, of that. And moving from the box into that stage four, what did you call stage four? Inward journey. The inward journey. Yeah. The inward journey um, is that I think we assume that to go out of the box is to go into nowhere, but it is to go inward. It is to find like, who did God create us to be? And I love that you talked about the glory part too. So 
I love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, and actually, and I think you bring up a great point too, is, you know, what I really notice with not just my clients, but in, in ministry and, and whatnot too, is that there's this assumption that you're backsliding, you know, to use the, the, the Christian ease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. Oh, like you're questioning, you're doubting, you're losing your faith when actually you are moving into a deeper intimacy with the Lord, you're moving into a different stage. Um, but it can be seen as backsliding, which actually is what keeps us caged mm -hmm. and um, really masking up in the way and, and covering again, that core glory that is knit within us. Mm -hmm. Lisa, you're also a spiritual director. And I'm curious how this plays out in direction and what might some of the questions be that you would ask a directee to help, to help guide them as they explore more of, of the stage they're in. Yeah, I think it's, you know, there's an awareness as a director of, of what stage they could possibly be in and, and just asking questions of, of, Hey, what did stage one look like for you and stage two, um, and maybe not even using that direct language, but um, how, what was discipleship like for you? What were you taught? What are, what are you wrestling with right now? Um, it's very insightful in direction because again, um, direction is something that we just get a bare witness to as directors of the relationship straight from God to the directee. And we're just kind of ushering in that space i call it holy hospitality and we get a bear witness to that so it's asking questions um really to bring awareness of where they've been at in their journey where they're at right now and where they're going and what's keeping them caged mm -hmm. in that stage mm -hmm. and really a lot of it honestly is pulling out the messaging of um the church if they are stuck in some form or fashion and really separate what's the relationship with God and where you're at in your faith journey versus what the church is telling you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Are you wondering at all about this season that we're all in it's going on to six months of most of us not going to church, mm -hmm. certainly not physically right. and our rhythm, our weekly rhythm of gathering has definitely changed. Are you wondering what greater spiritual shift mm -hmm. that might speak to and how, like how that might shape all of us mm -hmm. and where we are in our faith as we continue to move into, you know, forward and hopefully out of this pandemic season? Absolutely. I'm already seeing it. I'm, I'm seeing people hitting the wall. Um, in a lot of ways, that's usually manifesting in them taking some inward journey of like, what is this all about? What is the Sunday mornings? What am I actually missing there? What am I craving for spiritual nourishment and community? Versus and maybe on the in the converse, why am I not missing a lot of it? Absolutely. <laughs> if we're honest, right? Oh, for sure. Because mm -hmm. kind of going back to that stage three where we can really get stuck in the doing for God, when all those things are stripped away from us, it leaves us questioning, actually, where am I at <laughs> with, 
with the Lord right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just in the scripture this morning about the whitewashed tombs. And I think there is something there that, you know, that's revealing what is actually dead inside that we need to go on this inward journey um, to speak beauty from the ashes Mm. and not just this facade and not just as individuals, but as a collective. And in the people that I've talked to, whether they're clients or friends who are in ministry, it's, it's that your own personal journey that we're talking about here and hitting that wall or being invited to the wall, I think by the spirit of God, given the season that we're currently in, but then with the pastors and missionaries and ministers, it's, it's also this invitation to kind of a, a, a ministry wall, right? Of asking those very questions, not just what am, you know, what, do, what am I missing or not missing from Sunday morning as a congregant or someone who goes to church, but what are, what are the structures that God is actually calling me to as a pastor or minister to create for my congregation, uh, or dismantle that, or dismantle. Right. And I think it's a beautiful invitation into that inward journey, like you're saying, uh, to the next level. And it feels almost like that is what Jesus did when he came mm-hmm. was he invited a whole nation to the wall mm-hmm. and to an inner inward journey to refocus what we really are all about. Right. And, and going through the wall really involves that discomfort the surrender, right. the healing awareness, the discernment, the melting and molding. Solitude is huge to get mm-hmm. through the wall. The solitude and reflection, silence, and yeah. those um, are being manifested now. Yep. Lisa, thanks so much for walking us through that and even suggesting some of those resources that you did. Um, I just think this is so interesting to consider even in light of where we are like we were just talking especially about. in light yeah, yeah yeah thank you i have a question for you okay. during during these last six months of going 100 percent virtual with your clients what is the funniest or oddest thing that has occurred while on a zoom call <laughs> oh my gosh i have so many from like uh, husbands walking in the background in their bathrobes um, to, you know, a client that I was meeting, she was in her car and a homeless guy knocked on the door and then asked to join the session when he found out we were in the <laughs> um, And then uh, as I'm working from home, I stare out my back window in my backyard and I had a whole slew of the neighborhood kids. I think there was about 10 of them that were at my window waving while I was in a session at one point. I had to shut the curtains on them. <laughs> There's so many funny stories um, there, yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. That's so fun.